Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show group chat is brought to you by Ladder. Need life insurance? Check out Ladder Life, the smart and easy way to secure life insurance online. With traditional insurers, you can spend weeks on paperwork, broker meetings, and lab scheduling. With Ladder, you can get a quote, apply and receive an instant decision in 10 minutes or less. Coverage can begin immediately for those who qualify. Get a free quote and learn more at ladderlife.com slash NBA. Hey guys, welcome to the Ringer NBA show group chat. We recorded this on a Wednesday night. You're probably listening to this on Thursday morning, but we talked about Golden State and Houston's game two, which Houston won decisively. We also talked about where LeBron James might be going this summer and the NBA draft. We just had the draft lottery this week. Make sure you're checking out nbadraft.theringer.com with all the incredible mock draft and all, all the draft information you need. Make sure you're listening to the Ringer NBA show all week to heat check. Chris and Verno, sources say, draft class, course group chat. And make sure you're listening to the Dave Chang show because that's a great podcast too. Ringer Podcast Network is your, is your spot. All right, without further ado, let's get into the Ringer NBA show group chat. Basketball is very good. OKC would make the finals in the East. Ben Simmons doesn't need a jumper. Terry Rozier is more clutch than Kyrie. Basketball is very good. Hello, and welcome to the Ringer NBA show. It's group chat. I'm here with Jason Concepcion, Jonathan Sharks, Justin Vario, Paolo Getty, and a whole raft of Ringer folks tonight. The Bitcoin boys are in the building. Yeah, blockchain! That's a, that's a great name. If I had to I review game boy. two of Golden State versus Houston, I would do it by saying that we have been listening to Steely Dan songs for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. It's a 20-plus point blowout. Um, Jason. Yes. This is about as good as the Rockets can play, I think. I, I, Does it change your mind about this series? Uh, I No, I still think the... I, I still think that... Uh, the Warriors are going to win the series, but um, it's nice to know that they have this gear and then they could go to this level, um, hit a bunch of shots. It's great to see Eric Gordon like be a, a basketball player who makes jumpers yeah. again. Um, they re- full built, uh, was it Bilbo Baggins? <laughs> yeah, when did we start talking about Return to the Shire? Yeah, we started calling him a Hobbit tonight. I don't know why. It's from Basketball Reference. They call him the Hobbit there. Oh, uh, is that one of his like yeah, it's on, on B- nicknames of unknown origins? Can we origin? source those? Yeah. Like, have them, are those like, no, it's just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making them up. The, uh, the role players showed up tonight. Yes. Yeah, I mean, P.J. Tucker had the game of his life, and yeah. it wasn't just him. It was, like, all the guys around him. Basically, they went small. It didn't seem like Clint Capella played a bunch, yeah. and they were basically able to force the Warriors, some of those big guys, off the floor, and it took advantage. I mean, those guys were making shots. That's really what the difference they came pushed. down to. Like, the ball was moving. They were pushing transition. Yeah. Easier yeah. shots for P.J., Trevor. That was huge. Getting the ball up and down a little bit. Look very Warriors-esque, whereas last game is mostly just iso ball. Iso, yeah. yeah. John, one thing that was sort of... I don't know if it's concerning... But this was a, this was not a good Steph game. Yeah, yeah. this was a Steph that's a game big concern. Where the Splash Brothers were actually outscored by PJ Tucker. I feel like Steph has had the one good game when he first came back. I'm not sure he's had another like great Steph game since. It's right. been five games now, and mm-hmm. that's the problem with somebody, frankly, of Steph's like physical makeup is that he's not going to dominate physically. He's yeah. got to have like a little bit of his explosiveness speed-wise, to get into the game. I guess he had a good game five, but he's had some pretty bad games since coming back. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing about the Warriors is, like, they can weather a bad game from one of their guys, right? But not Clay and Steph. It can't be two of KD, Steph, 
or Clay. Yeah, so here's Clay the, has eight, had eight points. Like, that's, a, why they're, that's why I think that's why they're going to win the series, though, because it's not it's not going to happen again. Here's a stat I'm watching. I yeah. think you look at Duran Harden points wise, they'll kind of even out. So to me, it's Steph and Clay versus Gordon and Paul. Hmm. Yeah. And like, where else are you getting the offense from from the Warriors? Like Durant showed up tonight, but I'm looking at Draymond Green with six points, Iguodala with five. He's wild. These are the like some of the concerns we had earlier in the season. Yeah. If those guys couldn't contribute, are you putting too much pressure on those three guys? Yeah, if your beachfront property in the Hamptons five is, is maybe <laughs> decaying a little bit there, <laughs> this is a problem. They they got some nice minutes in the first game from uh, characters like Nick Young, and that obviously didn't pop off tonight. <laughs> so it would be interesting, John, if you're right, if this winds up being a battle of role players in some ways, or at least secondary stars. I, I would say the big adjustment D'Antoni made, he didn't play Nene, he didn't play Ryan Anderson, and he didn't play Mamad Mute after about two minutes. He yeah. pulled all those guys out the rotation. He basically played six and a half guys. Yeah. And right. Steve Kerr played like David West. That was disrespectful to have him on the court. <laughs> <laughs> like, we think we'll play this 85-year-old man. I thought Looney looked okay out there for a little while. I, th- I feel like I'm, in, I'm on Looney Island. Well, I mean, just, he's better than West. Get West out of there. He plays his role. Yeah. yeah. He's basically new Zaza. He's like young Zaza. New yeah. Zaza. He's not fake praise. Young Zaza. <laughs> I, mean, I wish of, I was young Zaza. A couple other things we need to watch out for. One is that Chris Paul spent most of the fourth quarter with his ankle wrapped up yeah. and was limping towards the end of the the game. I think he was wearing. Uh, I think somebody in here said he was wearing like Adidas Sambas <laughs> over the course of this game. So that may have had a con- contributing factor to his ankle problems. Two is that Steve Kerr mentioned, I think after the first or at halftime, that we win a game and then we have a ton of turnovers. And I think they had something like at least 14 tonight last time yep. I checked. 15 turnovers. They came out real flat for sure. So is that on and get off again thing a little bit of a problem for you when you're watching the Golden State in this playoff series? I, I mean, that's like the good and bad of them. They're, they play so loose, they play so free, and it, it leads to games where they just blow people up by 20. But then you get games like this where the turnovers rack up. And then on the flip side of it, like the the... Rockets came through just in terms of like their perimeter defense. You look at what happened with Steph. They're very physical with them on, on the perimeter, and it seemed like it really kind of threw them off balance. We have, to, we have to sort of keep in mind that the Durant thing tonight was like, I, we almost like, it was almost like what we saw with LeBron last night, where it was like we got a 38-point Durant night, Durant night where he was always threatening to like go off and just go supernova. And yet they were able to like they were able to like push the stave that off and shield themselves from that. The Rockets, thirty-eight points on twenty-two shots. That's pretty good. But again, it's like they've their trio of scores is so talented. It's it, you just you're not backing off. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not backing no. off. Well, I would, is Clay going to go? Is Clay going to score eight points again? Yeah, I would say like Durant's points. Or you don't even worry about it. He's yeah. getting forty. Yeah, like he's going to get forty. Doesn't it's, matter. It's, one of Clay and Steph also has to come yeah, through. Had right, a norm- this is the- had just a normal game, not even a great game, just a normal game. Right, so that was like what Bosch said about the 2012 Thunder team. Yeah. It's like Russ and KD can get 50, and then yeah. everything else is about stopping hard. Paolo, did you have a thing for us? Yeah, we got our first question, but before we do that, I wanted to play a little game with you guys, but I know you, some of you are looking at the box score already, so maybe look away. Okay. Who do you think had the best plus minus on the Warriors that played at least 10 minutes? Because there were some garbage time minutes for like Jordan Bell, for example. But who do you, who would you guess had the best plus minus on the Warriors? Nick Young. No. I'm going to guess Looney. Sean no. Livingston? Sean Livingston. Wow. Interesting. Ah. There you go. Get on my level, folks. Uh, yeah, uh, plus two. <laughs> is there anybody on the Warriors right now who's obviously not a splash brother or KD who you think is starting to show themselves as a little bit of a liability after tonight? Is that Kerr might get a little bit more I mean, beyond West, about? obviously. 
It's just tough to hit the panic button with them yeah. at any point. I just think like if Steph hits two or three threes, we're looking at a different game. I would yeah. say I want to see Livingston. Let's post him up some, get him some shots. He's a one guy in supporting cast who can get his own shot. Yeah. He might need to get more involved. Because yeah. the flip side of this is a lot of those Rockets ancillary players are playing above their heads right now. Sure, 100%. BJ Tucker is having like the, the game of his life. Though it is interesting, Sharks, you brought up right before the series that you thought Eric Gordon had to be a key for the Rockets for them to have any yeah. chance in this. He has to be their clay. Right. And well, so, like, I guess, camp. what about that, like, is so important to getting the Rockets going? Well, because he's the one guy beyond Pardon and Paul who can yeah. get, get in his own shot. And I think the other thing, too, their supporting cast got open shot. The Warriors missed shots. Rockets pulled it the other way and got their supporting cast yeah. easy shots. When the Warriors are making shots, defense is set. To me, the big lineup the Rockets had, it was Harden, Paul, Gordon, Ariza, Tucker. Tucker at the five. That yeah. was the lineup they found tonight. That's probably the line they're going to run with. I Post think. up Tucker and let him let him. He was doing let Draymond. Him he was eating him. No, defensively though, the <laughs> Rockets were letting KD get to his spots as yeah. long as those spots were like that mid-range turnaround game that he's obviously incredible at. But I felt like there was almost like that. Okay, like if this is the worst that's going to happen, and even if it gets Kevin in rhythm, yeah. let him stay in rhythm with Chris Paul guarding him. 15 feet from the basket with his back turn, and let's just let him eat off of that. So here's, here's a question from uh, Twitter from Kirk Sears' face. Was oh, it I know a, that guy. What yeah. up, Kirk? Was, was it a worst <laughs> Steph game or a worst Draymond game? Draymond was late on every rotation and had some sloppy turnovers. Steph appeared to be very weakened at Bern- Bernie's. <laughs> huh. I mean, Draymond has these games all the time. He yeah. just provides the defense to like counterbalance all of that. And also, like you look at his box score, he has six assists. Yeah, he has a way to move the ball and find these guys. That's just essential to what they do. Yeah, and I think in a in an away gym in a situation like this, those three pointers clang off a little harder. They feel a little bit more wasteful. Yeah, when Draymond shoots, you never think it's going to go. What were you calling? Someone was telling me you was at you, Paul, like the turtle. Or you yeah, yeah. I, I said that when he, when he shoots his three, it looks like a turtle coming out of his shell. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Houston to rondo Draymond. So like, to just leave them alone. Completely. It hasn't really happened, but it's like that's a that's a gear they can go to if they need to do that. I'm yeah. trying to read the room and figure out whether this is a product of all of us watching a lot of playoff basketball and a draft lottery show, and we're a little like, oh, should we be more excited about this Rockets performance? I can't tell. You want to do some jumping jacks? <laughs> no, it's just that like I'm trying to like you know everybody's throw like throws I, their stuff in the air when the Warriors turn it on like yeah. this. And it's just like they oh, got to beat these guys, well, and then they, they just got beat. I just kind of feel like. We we all kind of agreed that Houston's going to have that one game where they just go crazy from yes. three. Like PJ Tucker is not going to shoot eighty three percent. I will say, what is his quarter three percentage? That it must be so high. He's went five Shocker, or six tonight. Can you tonight. check That's that? Not he's quarter three on PJ Tucker. He never misses. Oh, yeah. It seems like if he's open. It's just tough to get like to hit the panic meter, as we were saying. Yeah. It's just. I, I said after that last game, that first game where they blew the doors off of uh, the Rockets, like the only person that's ever beat the Warriors is Draymond. Yeah. It's just like if he goes off the handle, that's the one thing you're worried about. But like what they have works, they just weren't hitting some of the shots that they usually do. The the PJ Tucker shot chart is like Maury the ball. perfect Mori ball shot <laughs> yeah. chart. He literally has three shots made at the rim and then five of six all corner three. Shout out, hook him. PJ Tucker, Texas great. Did he go to Texas? Oh, yeah. Was yeah. he there with Kevin? LaMarcus, Daniel, Booby, Gibson. I always Ooh, assumed that squad. everybody who ever went to Texas was also at school with TJ Ford. <laughs> oh, man, TJ. Great. Right? award winner. Yeah, I think part Shout of the reason why, I, I hear what you're saying where it's like, well, we don't want to hit the panic button. I guess what I'm saying is, are we not hitting the excitement button about the Rockets hard enough? But maybe the proposition of the Rockets is that if they have any prayer against a team like the Warriors, or the Warriors specifically, 
it's got to be with a performance like this. Like yeah. all of their right. chips are put on like this one number to hit, basically. Right, and I think it was encouraging that Chris Paul had a pretty dramatic effect on the game, especially in yeah. the early going before he got hurt. Seemed like he wasn't shooting particularly well. He finished one for five from three, but he did have a way of moving things around, and he was playing that warrior basketball that tilt, Chris though. loved so much. He was. I was waiting for him to get it to get teed up and maybe tossed out of this game. He was complaining about. I mean, him, him and Draymond, who cracks first? Well, that's the thing is. Like wow, now they're going to go back to Golden State, and I think that Chris is going to be in a little bit more of a hostile environment. And look, like he did some home court shit here, where he yeah. was like doing some like incredible yes. fast break ball handling stuff. Like that was the kind of stuff you do when you feel very comfortable in your environment. But he was still on edge, and I thought that was like really interesting to see. He plays on that. He's line. always on edge, ever, yeah. ever, always. And you have to give him a lot of credit for like some of the the misfires that Steph had. Like he was all up in him he was. several he was. times, and. We were saying before, we forget that Chris Paul was one of the best players in the NBA when he was healthy this season. He was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've, when healthy, I think that's <laughs> that's a great point, and that's why right. I cannot get too excited about this because yeah. it's like we we need to find out what's See, I will say one thing I'm excited like, about. It's like the Rockets have six players who can play in this series. They figured it out. They have their six. Will that be enough in a series against the Warriors? Can those six guys keep the Because I don't think enough. they can go seven, eight, nine. Those guys can't play against Golden State. Right. Yeah. So it's just like six. And it's like and six and a half. Luke Mbamute was the guy I think they probably thought they could get minutes from, but the shoulder injury takes them out of it. Paolo, do you have like something for us about the series? Yeah, so there's a question from Chauncey on Twitter. Uh, he said it's is Curry's health going to be the biggest X factor for the rest of the series? It's so hard to say with him. Well, that it, it's so it's Oof. so strange because it's like, does that change the chemistry or the dynamic of the team to have seventy percent Steph paired with Kevin Durant? Like, is 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 like the way that that offense supposed to work? Because he was missing those threes tonight. Yeah. Where it's like, if this goes down, they could roll. Well, I mean, off you expect Steph to get like thirty points, and he's getting like fifteen. That's huge. I mean, yeah. obviously. 15, yeah. and, and not a super efficient 15. And, like, if he's down, like, who are you turning to? Is Quinn Cook? Like, yeah, he saved them during the regular season, but I don't want him playing any, like, crucial playoff right. minutes. This is, this is a Clay Thompson series. This is, like, Clay cast to get 25, probably. All right, let's talk about Clay Thompson, because that's Sharks' guy. Let, let's that's everyone's guy. Who yeah, like we got to talk about no, okay, so, <laughs> okay, no, this is good. Sharks, you were asking at halftime, I think after Clay hit, like, two threes in a row, you were just like, well, what was your actual... My take was, <laughs> how many guards... Over Clay Thompson in a playoff series, would you take on your squad? In, to, in, to win a playoff a series, in, in just guards. guards. So any, any anybody in the NBA, one or two guard, or I guess I guess not even one or two, two guard. How many guards? The crazy thing is, it's not a, as long of a list as I it's thought not. it would be. Obviously unless you're asking Curry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're asking Curry, Harden. That's my list. CP3, no. No, I'm taking no. Clay every time. I made the case for Oladipo, the way Oladipo has been playing over the past. And see, I, when I said like last year, you put Clay in Oklahoma City, he gets his points. Oladipo with right, Clay gets his points anywhere. He guards sure. everyone. How how long have you been staying at the Claytheism Center? I'm in. I'm in. Did they tell you to the come on in for a free reading? I think that Clay has the luxury of having nights like this. That's what I'll this say. That's true. Right. He, and, and the guys who I'm putting yeah. in front of Clay do not have that luxury. This is the series for Clay to show who he is. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear a great uh, Mike D'Antoni quote? Absolutely. Right yeah, always. So he said, um, they walked it up tonight, did a lot of ISOs. Ooh, man. I will say Mike's like what sixty five. Saucy guy, yes. Saucy. shade, man. punchy Mike well, Antonio. Like, I like it. Here's the thing that's interesting. You about won one game, bro. Let me just say this. Come on, man. Let me just say this about my guy Mike. When Mike D'Antoni was was cooking the league with the Phoenix Suns 
It was, ah, uh, you can't win this way, four out. AK when defense, Greg blah, Popovich blah, blah, blah. was taking that dude's soul All I'm saying <laughs> is every time Mike is here with a good team in the playoffs, people are like, well, can you win this way? And now, like, he basically created the modern NBA. He's playing a style that fits his team, whatever you want to say about it, it yeah. fits his team. And now people are like, ISOs, is it going to work? And blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, I created this. What are you talking about? I, I will say, like, <laughs> I need this world that you're living in. Yeah, I will say, like, he's changed his style up. He yeah. ran a Tim Duncan last decade. He's running a Kevin Durant this decade. Like, what are you really going to do? Yeah, it's like, like you take you the L with dignity and not come out here and start being I will agree. Like, he's a little old to have shade. Like, he should be more mature. Yeah. This is a good this is a good transition to the to the question people have been asking, which is are what are you still sick of the ro- rocket style of Me life? Me personally. Yes, Chris yeah, Ryan. <laughs> I don't when I okay, when you go to when you go to Vegas and you go to well yes. actually this is a bad example. Let me run that back. This is too bad it's live. <laughs> I don't like watching people play roulette. And that's what mm. they're doing. So if they hit Congratulations, they're rich guys, they get to go have steak dinner. If they had lost, they would have been crying in their beards and just being like, oh, it just didn't work out for us tonight. I I like it. He looked at me when he said that. Because we've been fighting about this. We're not even fighting, you just look at me sadly every time I go on this (laughs) rant. I'm I'm all for pace and space, Mori Ball, it's fine, but sometimes it's not the most attractive thing to watch. It's it's definitely an acquired taste. It's like watching someone count cards. Yes, but the yeah. NBA version. You know what I mean? But I think it's like it's pretty educational to see that they can go back into the ball movement style, or at least favor that a little bit more right. than they had been in the past, like pretty much on a dime. And they did that this game, and you saw what it opened up for the rest of the team. See, I, do, I just appreciate different styles. I feel like the NBA is so homogenized. I just yeah. appreciate a team doing something a little differently. That's nice. I don't mind. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't necessarily, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't really... I like to have that variety. I think that it, like yeah. watching guys when it's yeah, just a matter of po- like which six eight guy is gonna dra- <laughs> like guard which six eight guy. I don't know who I could possibly be talking about right now. Yeah. It just gets a little bit boring. But- I just don't know how what's different between Harden doing that and Russ doing that. Like I guess Russ plays with more violence and so it's like more dynamic in that sense. But like they're essentially working from the same playbook. Uh, well, I was gonna make a Russ doesn't hunt for calls the way Harden does, but then I know you guys would just come, come back on. with stat padding. <laughs> <laughs> he's more theatrical, for yes, sure. Harden, like is. he's meatloaf. No, I'm saying Russ is. Russ right. is meatloaf on the court. Yes, right. <laughs> no, he's talking about meatloaf. Meatloaf. No, musician. Like as in like a, a rock opera. Yeah. Paolo, did you have any uh, specific other Warriors <laughs> rocket stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is so, this the first meatloaf reference? We open yeah. What is the yeah. yeah. like, um, I won't do that or something. I do a lot. I will do anything for love. But I won't do that. I won't do that. All right. Fat. So there's an interesting stat out there. I think Chris Haynes tweeted it out, which is that Houston targeted Steph Curry on 23 yeah. plays tonight, which is yeah. the most in a game this postseason. You know how I knew that? I test. <laughs> I test. <laughs> just, just crunch and Never fails. I could tell. No, you could see that they were going after yeah. him after a while. Matchups are key, man. Like I thought that that was like. Pretty risky when D'Antoni was uh, guarding Kevin Durant with Chris Paul yeah. in the beginning of the game. He got two quick fouls that looked like it might throw them off like big time. And then and then obviously they were able to recover. See, from I think that. what I would do if I was a Golden State, I put Steph. I mean, have him on Ariza and then just double it. Make Ariza make four and three plays consistently. I'm not sure that he can do that. I mean, the reason point is also a big thing. I mean, we may have mentioned this earlier, but like the fact that he wasn't in foul trouble in this yep. game yeah. really unlocks things and shows like, yeah, maybe he's an ancillary guy in offense, but he really keys that defense in kind of subtle ways. Plus, Absolutely. 20, plus 26 tonight. Ariza? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the, ro- the Rockets, the Rockets, like secondary Rockets guys, the Rocket boosters. We'll be back after a quick word from our sponsors with more Ringer NBA show group chat. 
Today's episode of the Ringer NBA Show group chat is brought to you by ADT. Is your home an ADT home? Get ADT and help protect against break-ins, fire, and carbon monoxide. For a limited time, get ADT's lowest rates starting at $28.99 a month from the most trusted name in home security. That's just a dollar a day. ADT is the first security company to help you keep safe at home and when you're on the go with the new ADT Go app. Not to mention ADT Go also offers a family locator, private messaging, automatic check-ins, and safe driving reports. It even includes an SOS button with 24-7 emergency response. And you get ADT Go with a purchase of any security system. Go to ADT.com slash podcast to take advantage of ADT's lowest rate. ADT, tested, trusted, proven. With 36-month monitoring contract, early termination, and installation fees apply, excludes taxes and fees, applies to traditional services only, certain markets excluded, licenses available at ADT.com. And now back to group chat. Let's talk a little bit about some more general NBA topics. We had some news today. Obviously, Coach Bud had breakfast with Giannis. Smoothies. And then (laughs) took the job later in the day. Uh, He had been rumored to be linked with the Raptors job. The Raptors coaching management (laughs) uh, style has been called into question today as they congratulated their ex-coach, Dwayne Casey, on winning Coach of the Congrats. Year. Congrats. You're fired. Yeah, bringing on like 3,000 uh, <laughs> gift responses. But yeah, that was really funny. They were like, a couple days ago, it's like, Buttonholes is being chased by Toronto and Milwaukee. I wonder where he's going to pick, like what team he wants to coach going forward. Let me just say this about the Raptors. I think, to be fair, it's a tough spot when they announce that your former coach just won Coach of the Year, like, how do you respond? Right. How do you even respond? I guess you do nothing, but then I can understand yeah. from a certain standpoint, like, the, the well, it's it would be classy, right, to be like, hey, congratulations, Dwayne Casey, but it's, unfortunately, it's, they it's did like you can, Sometimes you can just say nothing. Yeah, I don't know if Dwayne Casey's, like, refreshing their Twitter feed and making sure that he got his proper due from his, his former He's colleagues. like, what are my mentions like? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, by that same token, do you think that letting go of Dwayne Casey when everybody pretty much guessed that he was going to win uh, Coach of the Year <laughs> maybe gave Mike Budenholzer pause about going... F- Not that there was an offer on the table, but if he had his choice between the two jobs, one place has Giannis, the other place just fired the Coach of the Year and has Kyle Lauer and DeMar DeRozan. I, I don't think he even to go that far. Is this even one a choice? place has Giannis. I yeah, mean, what are you going to do? Well, come true. on. I mean, the margin for error, as what you're alluding to, is like way slimmer if you're in Toronto. Yes, They're right. built to win the finals right now, yes. and you've seen that the only thing that's going to get your coach fired is if he can't get to that point. And... Whereas with the Bucks, you just come off a playoff series where it looks better in retrospect because of because the Celtics have been so good. As a Sixers fan, I've been telling myself the same thing. Milwaukee (laughs) gave Boston trouble in a way no one else has been able to. That says something, I think. Because physically, they match up well with them with the like long guys, right? Giannis Middleton was a killer in that series. They do have Giannis, but in the regular season, I mean, they had pretty significant flaws, and I don't think they were utilizing the talent they had around them. I think there's a case to be made that that they made some pretty poor moves and filling out the roster around them, but I still think there are pieces there. Middleton, I still like Bledsoe. I think you could utilize those guys to make a top three team in the East I mean, pretty the, quickly. The big adjustment they made in that playoff series was getting Thon back in yes, there. Yes, Thon. Thon was yeah. out the whole regular. The, all Thon was in there, then it was different. I mean, that was, that was the lineup that shut down the Raptors for a one half of a playoff game the previous playoffs. Yeah. And yep. like, 
Shouts to Joey Prunes for uh, recalling <laughs> that that happened. Joey, I hope that when he wins Coach of the Year next year, he dedicates it to Joey Prunes. Dedicates it to Joey Prunes. <laughs> and I think you know, Budenholzer is the guy who won sixty games with a Hawks team that had like no transcendent superstar. So I get it. Like you, whoa, 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 except for Al Horford. Al Horford is a good Jason. <laughs> One thing that we're not talking about enough <laughs> is uh, the, it always the, the, the comes back to Al Horford. The impact Al Horford has outside of the back. box score. It's like when yes. Michelangelo was was at his peak. That's what the screens the are like. The only thing we're not talking less about yes. is the job Brad Stevens is doing. And what a job mm. it is. Um, What's crazy is he never talks about it to the point where their narrative is now that he doesn't talk about it like he never talks about it and so he's just like almost wrong for doing that as well. What if Brad Stevens is like leak central? He's like the <laughs> Kellyanne Conway of Brad Stevens <laughs> and he's constantly like briefing writers being like please please write like a really nice fawning piece. I'll give you all the dirt on the Morris brothers. You know that's what's happening. <laughs> Stevens is dirty. Are you okay? <laughs> I will he is say, the president. He is a political mastermind. I don't think Stevens is like doing what D'Antoni did tonight. Stevens is not worrying she, about the no, media. He'll be like he's just giving you straight professionalism all the way down. The Budenholzer <laughs> thing comes down to essentially, I think, because you mentioned the Hawks, the best case scenario for the Raptors, which we pretty much just saw Dwayne Casey yeah. got that, is that Hawks season. It's like a it really, really, really good regular season that gets all dependent on who you face in the playoffs. Right, I mean, I think that's the thing with, the, with this Raptors season. Best season in franchise history, but their playoff defeat Unveil, like really revealed yes. structural issues. There's well, structural issues there. I think there's just a ceiling for a team when yeah. Lowry and DeRozan mm-hmm. are your best players. Yeah, the ceiling is the roof, and, and the, the roof is the, very low. The real thing is we're moving towards an OG and an OB Raptors team. Jonas, we don't know what the ceiling is. I mean, right. he, and if you're Bud, like it's having come from that, that Hawk situation, you're definitely going away from the Raptors for that very reason. You right. want to have the potential to be more. I mean, you're going to want the potential to actually take it to I mean, LeBron and have a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Giannis, go coach Giannis. Dude, I'm thrilled sure. because like a lot of the times, these incredible young players, it's it's more it's pretty rare for them to get a great coach like that because yes. usually those young players are drafted onto bad teams. It's pretty rare that like they have a good coach in yeah. place. And you want the Jordan to have the fill. You want. And you had like Scott Brooks and, listen, and KDs. Giannis uh, Instagram storied uh, that he got a BJ Bell uh, for Valentine's Day, oh, and that's the kind yeah. of thing that you didn't that Bud didn't have with the Hawks. A little spice. You didn't, you didn't have a player. He got, he got spice segments. I'm telling you. Yeah, here, here you go. Here's our replica. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything on social for us? Well, I mean, the question that was out there was just like, can Coach Bud take him to the next level? Yeah. And I think that's yeah. just what you guys have been talking about. I think somebody wrote a blog post about. Yeah, I did. So, like, the thing I thought was interesting is that, like, with the Raptors, I kind of look at it, if he had gone there, like you said, there's already a known ceiling. The best case scenario is, like, the repeat of the 2015 Hawks, which is 60 games, and then you lose to LeBron in the playoffs. I think it's I'm fascinated to see how he deals with Giannis because he this is like we said the best player he's ever. I think the big question is what happens to Jabari Parker. Right. What happens yep. to Thon McCurr? Shout out Isaac Lee. What well, happens to Eric Bledsoe? Another point in, in Paolo's fantastic blog post is Paolo just that blog. they really need Bud to unlock the rest of that roster, regardless of what happens yeah. to Jabari, because they don't have many options. They're up against. They're I think locked they're, up with a lot of that right. stuff. I think yeah. they're over the cap already, even if before they make a decision on Jabari. Is he, Bledsoe, there's Bledsoe under one year. Under one control. year left. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, one of the reasons why everybody in the East is in panic mode right now is the specter of LeBron. So he obviously just like wiped out the Raptors like a, like a rock hitting the earth. But 
Watching him against the Celtics, we have to wonder whether or not LeBron's bags are prematurely packed right now, or like they're already packed. They certainly they look packed. Started they, to look. Packed. They had it had the, house the air empty. of the house has got a TV and a chair. Yeah, it had the air of LeBron going to design within reach to to furnish the Brentwood house. Um, <laughs> One of two. Yeah. We'll be talking nonstop about this between now and the summer. I can't wait. But <laughs> what did you think of last night's game? Do you think it was LeBron guy in the head? They can come back and win two in Cleveland. I mean, it's a series like we're seeing here, or what? I mean, listen, I, I would not be surprised to see them win in Cleveland. Boston's but, a little bit punchy on the road. It just kind of feels like, you know, we, uh, we've talked about it so much that there's just not a lot beyond LeBron. Kevin Love had a great series against the Raptors, but it's like you're waiting for another guy to do something. I was going to say, like, they need George Hill. Like, that's the guy. And, that's he's, and, he's, and he's washed. That's the guy and they got to have. just the fact that, like, you know, Jeff Green is getting major minutes on this team. Rodney Hood is... is they need Rodney, Rodney Hood. Hood refused to go into a game. Right. And he's playing. And they're like, we got to have him. He just, we we got to have We've got to be on the there. court, guys. we got to have Rodney Hood who refused to go in the game on the court because what else do we have? We talked about roulette earlier. I mean, that's essentially what Tyloo has right. been doing this yeah. entire series. And, like, virtually no one can be counted on outside of... LeBron and Love only up until that second round yep. could now be counted on. But even he has had some his difficulties, especially with that hand injury. And they, they, the they have round. to play Corver, it seems like, and he can't guard anybody. He can't guard it's, anybody. It's tough. Yeah. And J.R. Smith uh, delivered the Andrew Bynum foul to yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, There was a couple of things like that where I was just like, okay, if we're counting on LeBron yeah. Hill pick and rolls as the offense, that's bad. It's bad. If J.R. is starting to throw dudes, throw forearms on dudes, that means he's like a little bit checked out. That's yeah. bad. Rodney Hood... Incapable of contributing anything on the court, <laughs> bad. Like they're, it's bad, bad, I, bad. I, the worst part about this whole thing is like they don't even seem like they're happy to be there. No. They, like they, 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 they're playing out the string. So yeah. Windhorse wrote this whole piece today, right? That was really good. It was about LeBron fatigue. It was just about how institutionally you play these hundred game seasons. There's never a certainty that LeBron is going to be there beyond two years. Yep. Everything is a basically a, a extended tryout for his services yep. slash yep. you're making all these moves that are not for long-term sustainability sure. there to like surround LeBron with the guys he wants to be surrounded by, although he never fully takes ownership of those moves, right? right. And that even in Cleveland, even with the sustained success that they've had, there is organizational fatigue at having LeBron around. Dude, yeah, this is, I'm just more saying this is like, this is definitely in the air now. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely culpable for some of the issues that they have. He is not only the face of the franchise anymore, he's kind of just the franchise. And he yeah. can move yeah. that wherever he sees fit. And we'll see this summer if he does that in L.A. or whatever. But he forces a team to play for, for the now. And we're seeing the, the future kind of catch up to them. The, the, their mortgaging of the future now, they have to pay the price for it. Yeah, I mean, the Kyrie trade looks like an absolute catastrophe. Then again, maybe he's hurt, he stays in Cleveland, and what's different? Or maybe if, only, if only Gilbert knew what to do with mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm here for. I'm here for the Dan Gilbert trade. Um, one of the problems was that uh, uh, they got the eight pick last night, is that right? Yeah. So yeah. they were hoping that that was going to be a, the one. Obviously, Cleveland's had the one a couple of times. Got them Kyrie, got them Anthony Bennett, got them Andrew Wiggins, a variety oh. of different res results there. But... <laughs> The number one pick and Kevin Love, you get into the mix for like some sure. really good returns there. Number eight, an aging Kevin Love, and not a lot else to offer up if you want to try and keep LeBron or rebuild after his departure. Right? I mean, I think you start from scratch, the number nine pick is their first pick of a rebuild. Yeah. That's what happens. 
I mean, it seems like they can get a pretty good player at eight. We were talking earlier. It seems yeah. like in that range, the, the, the draft is deep enough to where you can find a, a guy who would help you later on. But LeBron, as we just mentioned, isn't going to want to wait. Like, that pick is, if he is staying there, is going somewhere else. Yeah, the, the, the huge, huge question that we're all faced with, or what really LeBron is faced with, is is he going to go to another big three type hyper-competitive situation where he can immediately challenge for the title, or does he want to go somewhere like Los Angeles where it's more of an... But see, that can be a big three real fast. Okay, so lay that out for me. So you trade Ingram for Kawhi Leonard, sign LeBron, sign Paul George. Damn, you had that in the back pocket. (laughs) We've been talking about this all week. So then you have LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, Josh Hart, Lonzo Balls, you're five. Oh man, Josh Hart. Josh Josh Hart's good, man. You signed signed Earl and Noel. (laughs) Sign (laughs) Earl and Noel. Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports. Okay, wait a second. Trade Brandon Ingram for Kawhi Leonard straight up. Then you, I think, get the cap filler and stuff, like little okay. dang or something. Uh, <laughs> and then how do you get Paul George? Just straight just sign. Sign LeBron and Paul George. David West will obviously want to come play with him at that point. <laughs> right. I know, seriously. They'll get Carl Malone back for that one. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we were talking a little bit about uh, draft stuff. I mean, do you have any LeBron stuff before yeah, we Yeah, there was on? one which I thought was interesting from Adrian Perry. He said, could LeBron join up with the Bucks, and would he fit there? I, that's the thing. is like I don't see LeBron, no disrespect, I'm just using this as a descriptor, going to another small market Rust Belt. City, the yeah, I don't Cleveland. see, I don't see sure. that either. Like, I could see him going it's not enough. to Philly because he thinks it's straight back to the finals. I could see him going to L.A. because it's L.A. And Which I could see him... In L.A., though. <sighs> get, get out of here. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it, yeah. it, it's not going to be the Clippers. See, to me, LeBron's not thinking, I want to be in a young team. At t- he needs a team next year. Like, yes. he's thinking immediate. Yes. Like, even Philly, I think, is too long for LeBron to wait. Chastic- well, that's what was in Windhorse's piece today was just like, if you're Philly, not that do you want LeBron yeah. out, but like that's the cost that comes it's, with it. It's like Houston and the Lakers. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, how much longer does LeBron have his at his peak anyway? Okay, like, that's the big. That's concern. what we were like, saying at the beginning of this yeah. year. I, I, right. I mean, you put it at probably two to three years, right? Right, but I mean, he was 33. He played 82 games this year, and yes. I think there's like the impulse to say, well, he could do this for another two to three years. But what if these things start to catch up for him? What if pushing it so hard this season starts to affect his next season or the season after that? I was telling you this morning, like it reminds me a bit of like 33 year old Shaq, where he'll yeah. still get 40 and 20, but right. you're like, he's tired. Yeah, like, he's, he's, you know, he's tired, not yeah. not not playing. With and like LeBron's had a few games in these playoffs where he's like, oh, this game isn't happening. Happening, he just kind of shuts it off. That's, why, that's why KOC would not take uh, LeBron on the Celtics. Oh yeah, that was, that was a strong take <laughs> right there. Shouts to KOC wherever you are. Chicago. <laughs> do we actually? Do you guys want to talk about the Celtics for like thirty Who seconds? Who the immortal words last night? Do the Celtics even want LeBron? <laughs> was that on air? <laughs> no, it was not on air. It was in this room. Man, it, it was, was definitely like, on air. We asked was him. It on air? We, we, we pitched LeBron for Kyrie the other way. And he, was, he wasn't having it. All right, really quickly. I don't want to. We, we've we've done a lot of Celtics content yeah. this week, but does anybody? There's never enough. Have we done enough Celtics? No, absolutely content? not. Do you guys not? I mean, we grew up. The you, you you have not. Been, you were not out here when like Bill was walking around, mm. just like walking up to us talking about average Al. Do the Cavs have a chance to the Celtics? Is this a new Celtics dynasty? What are we talking about here? How 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 impressed are you with Boston? And how much do you think that like we should all be prepared for this to be the next ten years of our life? I think we should be pretty prepared. I yeah. mean, it seems like the Sixers, regardless of what they do this summer, they're going to do something significant. They're going to be right there with them. But I'm just so impressed by what they've been able to do on the defensive end. It seems like I don't know if there's a new trend there or what, but they've been able to. Uh, exert dominance over a game in the way that wa- the Warriors have on offense. Yeah. And in the same way, they've been able to switch and move and like call out their own like plays, they freelance a little bit. It's it's one of the more significant 
trends that I've seen over the past two years Just since the, the Warriors came. The yeah. elegance yeah. and athleticism. So here's, here's what I'm, th- I'm thinking, like Boston, what they're doing now is we have all these picks. We're going to godfather Anthony Davis. That's the plan, I think. Give, them, give the Hornets Ooh. a godfather offer. Like, you have to take this Pelicans. Trade. Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's like, <laughs> the get, wish they get, had get Davis they to, You get Davis to Boston, now you're talking a dynasty. Now you're talking this is the new Warriors. I don't think they need Anthony Davis. I mean, they need I think Anthony that, Davis. I think. I think that yes, that would assure them a dynasty. But I think what they have right now is going to go to the Eastern, go to the finals, and then they're going to add two all stars to the mix who fit in pre- pretty seamlessly. If so, they get Anthony Davis, I get a Bleacher Report. Okay, I, the ring. <laughs> I can't listen to this anymore. If they go to Anthony Davis, no, we have to go to Barstool and just commit to the um, Bright Bar Sports is happening. Guys. Um, we'll, get, we'll get moving on. Thing I do want to concern troll about though. Is like we're talking about, oh, they're going to get Kyrie and Gordon yeah. next year. They're going to be so good. Tatum and, and Hayward, they're going to have this pick, the Kings pick next year. Yeah. What if the most important part of the Boston Celtics is a restricted free agent? Or is it an unrestricted free agent? Is it Marcus Smart? Restricted. Restricted. He's restricted. So, he's he's kind of like the Can you put a price tag on effort? On grit? <laughs> yes, they will pay him a lot of money next what year. What is Aaron Baines making? Because that's what the price is. Yeah, but can they afford to pay Smart? And the, the only thing that they have a problem with now is allocating enough money to pay all the guys that they like. That's why almost in some ways you are right. Maybe it is right for them to I, put I would all some of these assets together and go after It's not even about money so much as like next year you tell Tatum, hey, you were great, third option. You tell Jalen Brown, you're fourth. Will those young guys buck it all into that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess that's a, that is that's a good That's probably point. more of the concern is like, Will they buy back into a role of a Yeah, smaller? and then it's yeah. also, the, the and this has been brought up a couple of times this week because we're just speculating, but the Kyrie massive contract on bad knees yeah. in, a couple, in, what, two years, right? So that, that's, that's a question. Now, we were talking a little bit earlier about that Cavs pick that's coming in at eight, right? And last night we did the NBA draft lottery, and I encourage everybody to go to nbadraft.theringer.com to see an incredible treasure trove of work <laughs> done by Sharks and KOC a lot and of Danny content. Chow. Content. A ton of content, mock drafts, team fits, all that We've stuff. We've got hashtags in there. It's great. What's the, uh, aside from Luka versus DeAndre, which is the one-two battle that we'll have for a Ooh. couple of weeks, what's the most interesting draft debate you guys have come across so far? I mean, it's just all these bigs. There's like six bigs in the top 10 in most boards. Are they that valuable? Who's the better one? Who's the right. biggest risk? That's going to be the big storyline of this draft, I think, beyond the Luka stuff. Anything for you that's been, that's been like bubbling up so far? It's, I mean, it's just kind of the same thing. Like, what does it mean to be a, a big in the modern NBA? Like, a guys that size, like, what is the role? Do they have to shoot threes? Does Bamba have to get a three? Yeah. Like, uh, what... Is the role of defense? Can de- if DeAndre Ayton never turns into a defensive guy, how valuable is he? Like, um, I'm really fascinated by that because so much of the league now is like small ball. Yeah, you know, like variations on small ball. Right. So what is it like? And and you've seen bigs outside of the Anthony Davis level guys be relegated to like role players and situational guys. Look at Capella tonight. Like, so what does that mean? What does that mean for Bamba? What does that mean for Aiden? Right. They have to be, it's, it's interesting to watch these big guys who are being asked to expand the horizons yes. of their game so much, but it's then it's like the guards are like, eh, he'll, fu- he'll figure out his jumper. Right. Right. Like, it's like right. we were talking about Shea today. Yeah. Not Shea Serrano, but we were talking about uh, Shy. Uh, Shy Alexander. And it was like, 
Yeah, he'll, he'll figure out the jumper sooner or later. Right. Like, let me assure you, that is that is a nervous proposition for somebody yeah. to watch a guard figure out their jumper live on camera. Anybody that you're, like, any debate or tension that you're interested in that you've just been following for the last, like, 24 hours? I just want to know which bridges will rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> there are just too many bridge eye in, in this draft, and only one of them will survive. Yeah, bridges. Battle of Two Bridges is... Team Miles. Hashtag that. I like Mikhail. Power. I just I'm kind of out on bigs as like a oh, wow. a draft like a <laughs> draft. Powell's big Metsu. That's talking talking no, about. No, but like power. I'm just kind of like the wings are clearly so much like okay. So take Embiid for example, right? Yeah. We know he's gonna he has like that transcendent talent, but he's so unique that I feel like it'd be it's so hard to find another guy like that. That your better odds are just. To Trying to find a three and D wing or something like that. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. more impactful. I would say over the there's no run. Joel Embiid in this draft. I don't right. Know. So Aiden's not a game. So like Aiden blocked like one fifth yeah, of the, the blocks. The defense Embiid has. is really it's an just issue. a whole different thing. The fact that he's not been a he's been a minus defender like since high school at his size and athleticism like you have to it. It's a concern. Enjoy him, Sacramento. Uh, yeah. Any other draft stuff that's been popping? Like, how are you feeling about Trey Young, who is who I, through the Future New York Daily News, Young. who has expressed his interest in being at the Garden? Listen, if uh, it, it, the history of guys who have wanted to come to the Garden, and Malik Monk. Shouts to my guy Malik Monk. <laughs> shouts to Amari Stoudemire. The Knicks are back. It's not. It's a checkered history, to say the least. Uh, Trey. I hope. I just hope it happens. I hope he is the guy that he was in the early part of the season. If he does end up at the Garden, we could use a score. Otherwise, it's like you know him and Timothy Hardaway Jr. are like, it are the the Spider Man meme playing each other. So we'll see. Well, Kristaps is on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, we will see. Uh, anybody else? Is there a Connecticut guy in the draft this year? I don't know. No, there hasn't been a Yukon guy in quite a while. Kyle, anything to wrap us up with here? Well, we got some uh, more D'Antoni stuff. Oh, is he really still serving? He had quite the presser. There was like a few quotes in there. He said, we can beat anybody, anywhere, anytime. Playing the way we play, some people might not like it. Just a quick newsflash to him. He can only play one of like three other teams. It's just like you just... He was unbuttoning his shirt while he was saying Like you just saved... You won game two at home. And that tied one one. Like I don't know. You need to be I, so forward. He was, doing himself. No, like he was just basically just basically doubling down on like we people wanted us to change and we didn't change. How was Kerr's like, press conference? Was he, he like he was making jokes as he <laughs> does? Somebody asked him like how much he thought that uh, Steph's health had a factor in it. He said thirteen point six percent. So well, you know, it, uh, it did uh, change. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's a true. significant change. <laughs> they were doing. <laughs> Just the fact that Dan Tony before the game was like, "We're not changing a thing," right? And then they Clearly obviously change. Yeah, and now back in the in the presser, we we're not changing. We're never changing. I, I Mike's I gonna, he, he's got us, he's got us talking points. He doesn't care what actually hustle. happens. The talking points remain. I like it too. All right, we'll wrap up there for Jason, John, Justin, Paolo, everybody else. This has been Group Chat. We will be back next week. Thank you for being with us. Basketball is very good. Basketball is very good.